0: This is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. You guys are doing a great job out there knocking out this dead corn. Uh, most of the area, especially to the south, have been cleaned up. Uh, we're, we're getting the uh, high-risk corn cleaned off of there in, in a high fashion. That's a, a pretty impressive job. Most, uh, most of the moistures out there right now are, are dropping like a rock. Uh, today we were... Uh, harvesting corn that was 16% and that was 23% just six days ago. Uh, This is happening uh, from north to south in our territory. Um, If you guys were out there last week and thought you were about three weeks away from harvest, think again. Go back and check it. It's coming down more than a point a day. It's been a while since we've seen corn drop this fast, this hard. Uh, We're going to end up taking a lot of number two corn right out of the field at the rate it's going itself. Now that uh, dead corn, uh, now that the dead corn is cleaned up, uh, and we're getting into some of the better corn, the yields are really starting to jump, both in corn and beans. Uh, When we were doing farm visits in August, many of you asked, you know, what's this crop need to finish? Um, And and I, at that time, said that we need lots of sunshine, moderate temperatures, a little bit of rain, low humidity for at least. 25 to 30 days. And in most areas that's exactly what we got. Uh, I wish I could take credit for that of course but that's all the man upstairs. So that has produced a big finish for us. This week we're getting corn reports coming in from that 200 to 240 bushel range. Soy Field averages, soybean yields coming in between 60 and 75 bushel. This is of course in the fields without the water damage. In the fields with the heavy water damage, yields are still coming in from 70 to 140 bushel. Bean yields are in the mid-30s, so it really depends, of course, on where you are. Not a lot of harvesting out of the northern part of the territory yet, uh, but this is mainly uh, from Bloomington South uh, type of yields that we're running into itself. At this point, though, I do believe this crop is going to be bigger than I expected, so take that for whatever it's worth in your uh, marketing program itself. Been getting calls again on the heavy weed pressure. Uh, and guys are not able to get the combines through some of this heavy water hemp and palmer pressure out there and uh, trying to figure out what to do. In some cases, guys are talking about just mowing it down and giving up on it. Uh, be sure, though, if you're going to mow these uh, beans or corn down that you let your insur- insurance guys know about this because they're going to need to know the harvestable acres out there and what that crop was. Uh, in fields that we are spraying with Gramoxone, it's taken about eight days to get the water hemp dry enough to put through the combine. So, put that into consideration when you're uh, putting your harvest schedule together on those fields that need to be cleaned up. Um, <clears throat> so, even though you're killing these water hemp with Gramoxone like programs, the seeds are probably going to be viable. It's not like you're killing it to, to stop the amount of weed seed from next year. Uh, accumulating, you're just killing it so you can harvest the actual crop that's out there itself. I've had a lot of calls on what to do with these drowned out ponds that are just solid water hemp and palmer. And when you walk out into these areas like we were today, the ground is literally covered with billions of seeds and a lot more seeds dropping. And the question is where did all these water hemp come from? Remember, water hemp float, so the seeds will float down in there. You've probably been washing water hemp seeds down into these ponded areas um, for years. And without any canopy to hold them, they just all exploded itself. And the question is, you know, should we mow them? Should we disc them and try to get them to reseed right away this fall so we could get them to winter kill out with the frost? What are we going to do with all this heavy weed pressure? In these ponded pockets well probably many of you are not gonna like the answer to this one um, but if it was me I guess I would think about mowing them down and then moldboard plow the pond plow this weed seed down into the ground and plow it like grandpa used to do plow it deep okay flip that soil over so we're in that 8 to 10 inches deep we're gonna plow it black roll that residue and everything under Uh, not the whole field I'm talking about, just those ponds, those half acre, one acre blocks out there that are just solid weed pressure in itself. Uh, These ponds are not subject to erosion, so it's not like we're plowing a hilltop or something like that. And the situation, uh, what we're trying to do is the water hemp and the palmer seed really don't survive very well when they're buried. But they are going to have to stay buried for about three years. We can't chisel back through there and bring that uh, weed seed back to the top. Now, you would be able to run an inline ripper if it's run right next fall, where you just pick that soil up and drop it. That would be okay. Uh, <clears throat> but you wouldn't want to chisel it and bring it back to the top. Now, the only problem here is we're going to have to remember where what woods we parked the plow into where it's at. Some of you younger guys are probably going to have to Google moldboard plow uh, so you know what one looks like. But... Can you believe that? Ken Ferry is telling you that you should go out and plow. Here again I'm only talking about the really dense uh, ponded areas where we could get rid of some of those seeds. Plots are coming in now. We're just getting a good start but seeing some really crazy stuff. Looking at some fungicide plots this week with huge swings in yield on the corn from 20 to 45 bushel responses to spraying with a fungicide. These are going to be big numbers. We're probably going to see them in the fungicide commercials for probably the next six years uh, as far as it is out there. Um, some growers have reported uh, some planting date plots for us where they uh, were out there planting and we talked about pulling back um, this uh, spring when the temperatures dropped. So these guys had planted some in the cold temperatures and then pulled out and waited and came back and anywhere from a week to 10 days later. And Uh, Some of those reports coming in looking like the later planted corn right now is 15 to 25 bushel better uh, than the stuff that was planted in the cold snap itself. So going to see some good numbers there. The nitrogen plots, we're just getting started in those, but they look wilder yet. There's going to be some big responses to how we manage the nitrogen out there in the field. So just getting started on the plots. We'll, We'll keep you posted on those as we go, but also try to keep us in mind a few days ahead when you... If you need the scale carts so we can get there and, and plan it out on our schedule. For you guys with the fix flex, fix, flex plots, and you're going to do some hand harvesting and counting like we did last year. Um, and if you need some bags to put those ears in, we put them in a kind of an onion type bag uh, so they can dry. You can just stop by the office and pick those up. You might call before you come and the guys can get them ready for you itself. Soil testing crews are out pulling. Uh, So call those fields in as you harvest them so we can get the samples turned around in time for your tillage. Don't wait till you're all done to let us know the fields are out because then it's uh, harder to stay ahead of your chisel plow. So as you knock them down, give us a call and we'll have the crews out there and we'll clean those up. As I said, this looks like it could end up being a pretty exciting fall. The yields are climbing back, especially in the areas without the water damage. uh, And I'm going to expect to see uh, uh, some better yields than I thought. So with that, keep it safe, and I'll talk to you next week.